0: The ball.
1: is good, Huda Nation and Huda family. Welcome into to another episode here at Locked On Saints, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ross Jackson here at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A on Twitter, editor over at chronicles.com and your host, covering your New Orleans Saints every single Monday through Friday. Wrapping up our week here on the show, though it is going to feel a little bit different. We are going to forego Facebook Friday here on the show, but I will go live later on this evening, Friday night, uh, over on the Locked On Saints Facebook group, Facebook.com slash group slash Locked On Saints if you want to be a part of that. But we're going to forego the questions here on the show because we have some important roster news to discuss to kick off today's episode, talking about some of the proposals around the league to help close deals for undrafted free agents who have yet to actually put ink to paper and what that means for some of your favorite Saints UDFAs, then some fun. For the rest of the episode, I'm joined by my good friend Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans. Talk a little bit about what Pels players I'd add to the Saints rosters in 2020, and which Saints players he'd take to the bubble to team up with Zion Williamson. We've got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. With numerous NFL undrafted free agents yet to sign their contracts and talks of a trimmed roster going into camp, what could this mean for some of your most anticipated Saints UDFAs? That's our New Orleans Saints lead story of the day today with Ross Jackson. Of locked on Saints. With expectations growing that the teams may have to cut down their roster count to 75 ahead of camp, some mounting concerns continue regarding unsigned rookies, drafted and undrafted, undrafted in particular. At the beginning of this month, only around five first round draft selections were officially signed to their contracts, and three of those are actually played with the Miami Dolphins. So while there is a bit more certainty for Saints fans when it comes to the four-person draft class. The more than a dozen undrafted free agents for the team raise more questions. Despite what Trey Waynes might have you think and what he might have you try to believe based upon his contract dealings with his new team, for the most part, all around the NFL, undrafted rookies and undrafted free agents in particular remain hanging in the balance without fully fledged contracts. To remedy this, there have been some conversations going on around the league, and Tony Pauline reported this on his show yesterday as well, which makes me feel a bit more comfortable talking about it. But when it comes down to trying to figure out ways to get these undrafted free agents either on contract or get teams to move on from them ahead of having to potentially cut down their rosters from 90 to 75, there are some possible solutions being discussed around the league. And of course... All consideration in terms of further changes and adjustments will continue to happen, sort of consider this all a subject to change as the days and weeks roll along. But one idea, and this is an idea that's being driven by the league, is to essentially have a day of, for lack of better terms, undrafted free agent tryouts, either right before camp begins or on a day off during camp. And from there, teams can then get a look at some of the guys that they've agreed to terms with, get medical checks, physicals done, and decide which contract agreements they have come to that they actually want to uphold versus who it is that ends up getting cut. So teams could see maybe a bit of a rookie report day that happens a little bit earlier than a veteran report day like a normal camp. But that, of course, would allow teams the opportunity to trim after having some time with their rookies. But that all comes down to the NFLPA's 45-day proposal, preseason, a couple of different varying elements. Like that. So while this could be particularly, I'll say, discouraging for some of the newer guys, particularly undrafted free agents here, it doesn't necessarily all come down to them. It could be that teams do get a good look at those undrafted free agents over that small quote unquote tryout time and decide that they do want to roll with them, as opposed to maybe some of the holdover guys from a previous season or previous coaching staff or even some of the one-year deals that they put out there for veterans. It's not necessarily do or die at this moment. The other part of this is that even though it is a little bit discouraging, it doesn't necessarily mean the end of the road for any of these guys, because there's also the possibility of expanding the practice squad from 10 to 16 for each team, which we talked about many times before, but that would mean some potential landing spots For some of those other guys that could still be had a little bit later on down the road. Now, another idea that's floating around is that undrafted free agents do have the possibility of flying directly to team doctors to get their physicals and medical checks done. Now, they can do this without going to the team's facilities, which per the NFL is currently prohibited. You can't do that, but they could go directly to the team's doctors at that doctor's office. Most UDFAs have agreed to terms with their teams, or most of them that have, have done so by simply agreeing to terms, but they've not yet signed a contract, put ink to pen to paper, all that good stuff, uh, because of the fact that their contracts are pending those physicals. So good news does come and, and await guys like Calvin Throckmorton, as well as Joe Bocci, each of which have not only a pretty direct route to roster depth, but also have more guaranteed money than anybody else in the Saints undrafted free agent class. Bocce guaranteed up to $160,000 and Throckmorton up to $122,500 guaranteed. So while the highest guarantees don't always translate to a 53-man roster spot, the faith that the Saints have put in these two players, the only two to break the $100,000 mark in terms of their guarantees, could translate into the faith that's necessary to at least keep them around going into camp. On the other hand, guys with lower guarantees and that are playing at more supported positions, like let's say punter Blake Gillikin, running back Tony Jones Jr., and interior offensive linemen like Adrian McGee and Darren Paolo, may be getting a little bit more of a glimpse at the writing on the wall. Now these issues, again, aren't specific to only undrafted free agents, so they will disproportionately be affected by it. It could also affect the agreements with late draft selections, as well as one-year veteran deals. So some pretty important stuff going on in terms of these younger guys that are trying to get jobs here and get their careers started. So obviously, we'll keep a close eye on not only the Saints uh, favorites in terms of Saints fans, but also what's going on all around the league. But coming up next, we are going to be joined by my good friend Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, from Locked on Pelicans. You're going to talk about some of those Pelicans players that can come over and help out the Saints on the gridiron, and which guys from the black and gold Jake would want to take with them to Orlando to get started in the bubble, team up with Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and some of those other guys running around in those Pelicans jerseys. We'll have that coming up for you next year on Locked on Saints, your team every day. And just like Jake and I are a fantastic duo, you and Rock Auto would be a fantastic duo as well. You should go and check them out over at rockauto.com. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by rockauto.com, the best place to go online bar none, whenever you need to make any repairs to your car. If you just need to pick up a couple of parts for your car, if you are a restore and repair guy, they're perfect for you as well. You can filter everything down from make to model to price. You can search by item number, everything and every tool at your disposal over at rockauto.com. And they're always willing to help you out as well. They're a family business. They've been helping people out for 20 years online, so they have everything that you need to get you taken care of and get your vehicle taken care of over there at rockauto.com. So don't forget to check them out. You can head over. And of course, once you get to check out, don't forget to write in Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us section so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts that your vehicle will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, that Nation, I'm very excited to be able to welcome in our special guest today. A little bit of crossover action uh, going on here on the Locked On Podcast Network, but not your usual crossover. Crossover actually feels really appropriate for what we're doing here. Uh, but I'm more than happy to welcome in my good friend here, Jake Madison from Locked On Pelicans. Uh, man, thank you very much for taking the time to come on uh, today's show.
0: Oh, no, happy to. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's been a long time coming. We should be doing this more often since there's like just a lot to talk about with both organizations here. So, also, like, I will go on anywhere and talk about Zion.
1: Yeah, for real. I can't blame you. I can't blame you. I'll say the same thing about Michael Thomas. I'll go on anywhere and talk a little <laughs> bit about Michael Thomas. What's that, Mary Barry? You want me to come on your cooking show? Great. Let's talk about why you can't guard Mike. Uh, I'm 100% about (laughs) it, man. I'm 100% about it. But uh, why don't you, I'm I'm really excited about this because this kind of came from uh, you posting on Twitter while you were stuck in a car for hours and hours and hours. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about the impetus for how this conversation came about? Yeah, you know,
0: on a road trip to go visit some family, basically, and I was like, let me take some questions here on Twitter. I, you know, I'm not driving. I'm being a little bit safe. So you threw one out there after everyone's seen how good Zion looked after this extended break for the NBA and the season being suspended that, hey, where could he play on the Saints? And is there anyone else that could maybe from the Pelicans play on the Saints? But it also opens up the larger question of who on the Saints could play for the Pelicans and now here we are ready to talk about this because there's some options I think.
1: I think so. I think so. Excited to get to it man. Let's jump in. So
0: let's start with Zion I think because like that's the name that we're going to be talking about and this is a guy I think you especially now with how he looks like he had you know when he came back from the knee injury not he, he was in good shape but like not as jacked, even though he's a huge dude to begin with, as he is right now. Like that picture mm-hmm. of him in the mask, where he oh, looks man. like a superhero or maybe a supervillain, depending on how you want to like quantify it. He looks good, and so you know, a guy with leap ability like that, with you know all of the physical tools he has easily could translate probably in some capacity to the gridiron,
1: right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest conversation isn't necessarily can it work. It's just about where it's the best option to put him because you hear a lot of conversation about him at tight end But there's also some really good conversation because of his explosiveness, because of his athleticism and because of his ability to move in move quickly in small spaces. I mean, we see him at the top of the circle spinning around guys to get ready and in position for for a lob from Lonzo. We see him moving quickly and being explosive in those small spaces. And so it really raises the question, would defensive end also be an option for Zion and just put him in those packages and allow him to just get after the quarterback? And I think that's a really, really good fit for him.
0: Yeah, no. That, so seeing him in that picture, I immediately think something like edge rusher, mm-hmm. linebacker, something like that, which just the, the absurd speed he has in the first place. He could get to the QB quick. The spin move is already there for right. him on the basketball court. So I think it translates over a little bit. And he's got that quick lateral movement too. Like he is just such a freak that tight end I think is where everyone wants to put him for the lobs and the jumping ability but the other physical tools might make him even better like you see him just throwing dudes around and that's kind of what you're looking for on the defense the ball
1: yeah and we know he can get a strip if he needs to as well because we've seen him just rip the ball I mean, we saw him rip the ball out of Giannis's so has still <laughs> right. not recovered
0: from what happened in summer league which is now over a year ago right and feels like it was just yesterday you're right you know he just ripped the, the ball out of the QB's hands and then out sprint everyone for the, right. the Touchdown on it. So yeah. who's going to catch makes, him with like, a seven-yard head start? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Is there is there any are there any other pals you think could make the transition over?
1: Okay, so there's a couple that I'm really excited about actually, and it's funny because a lot of a couple of these guys actually come from the uh, come from this rookie class uh, that came out because the rookie class is just so incredibly athletic and the builds are so unique that I would happily throw on a football field at any point. So if you're going to have a guy like Zion lining up on the defensive side you can always, you know, move him and have him come into the game in goal line situations, red zone situations anyway, as a tight end. But if you don't want to do that, and if you don't want to risk him getting hurt playing, you know, this other position, give me Jackson this Hayes. That's kind of
0: important. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me Jackson Hayes any day as a red zone threat and the tight end six foot 11 220, kind of put him in that Demetrius Harris type of build who was uh, played with the, uh, the, the Kansas city chiefs for a bit tight end six foot seven twenty five. So he's not a guy that's really gonna, you're going to trust to go in line and actually block somebody but if you just need a big body with some insane leaping ability to be a go up and get it climb the ladder kind of guy in the back of the end zone give me justin hayes i'm sorry uh, uh jackson hayes in the red zone all day
0: it, look, he was a receiver in high school mm-hmm. till he switched to basketball. Like the guy's only been playing, you know, competitive organized basketball for like four or five years, really. And his ability to go up and get the ball, any ball, I guess, right. is almost unmatched. <laughs> he probably has a higher vertical or gets up higher, especially with his height, than Zion does. And we've seen it a couple times on the court where he throws down like a putback dunk that comes out of nowhere he's going to outleap probably any defender and get the ball even if you don't throw that fade too well and he needs to kind of like reach out of bounds for it I even look at a guy like Lonzo Ball as almost like a trick play guy, a guy that would mm-hmm. fit in really well with Sean Payton on some of those gadget plays. He's a guy who's had multiple, basically full-court lobs to Zion. From the second the ball is inbounded, 94 feet, pinpoint to Zion for the alley-oop. Unlike you know, a slot receiver, uh, end around, you need the guy to get the ball, and all of a sudden he's going to pull up and throw you know, Lonzo might not be bad in in a trick play situation. I think like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I have it written down right here. Lonzo Ball, six foot six, one ninety, quarterback question mark Taysom question <laughs> mark
0: Exactly. <laughs> It's like he would just fill that role so unbelievably well. The vision's there. He can, he's can. he got the accuracy for it. You don't mm-hmm. see that in the NBA. There's only been like four or five of those plays all season long. Right. And Lonzo Zion is two or three of them. Right. That's saying something. So he could easily work in that kind of type of role, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. The other guy that I wrote down also from this past rookie class, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, NAW, 6'5", 205. Uh, give me him as a wide receiver receiver as well. I mean, he's just very athletic. He, The thing that I also like about him is his endurance and longevity when he's on the court. He will sprint up and down without finding... Yeah, I don't know where he gets the energy, but he has it. That is exactly the type of thing you'd like to see from a wide receiver. And his 81 and a half inch wingspan is like good in the NBA. <laughs> it's incredible.
0: A <laughs> in yeah, little bit different measurables, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's- He's ambidextrous, too. So Mm. I think that probably helps depending on where the ball's thrown. If he Mm. can easily grab it or feel more comfortable grabbing it with his left or right hand probably adds to it a little bit, I think, in that sort of
1: thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I, I like the idea of him going there. One of the other things that really stands out to me about him as well is just kind of the I mean, he he has the personality. As well, And that really goes for all three of these guys. Lonzo Ball, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Jackson Hayes all have the personality that fits very well within the Saints culture. We see that culture now becoming a bit more about New Orleans sports than just about the New Orleans Saints. But I think that that's one of the things that makes this conversation so intriguing is the way that the cultures from each team translate over. And so we talk a little bit about the guys that can fit in from the Pelicans playing with the Saints, not just Zion, but some of these other guys. And I'm curious if there's any of these guys that are on the Saints roster that you would happily take over to Orlando to help out in the bubble.
0: You know, there's a, there's a couple of guys uh, I think that works. I mean, you obviously look at guys like Lattimore that I think can mm-hmm. be, you know, kind of that almost wing defender in the NBA. The way he sticks to guys doesn't get kind of like shaken out on routes, things like that. I think that's really important to have. And that's something that the Pelicans could use right now as they mm-hmm. really try and shore up their defense and kind of bring him into play. Like That dude seems like he would translate to be like a 3-and-D kind of guy right. in the NBA a little bit. And I kind of love something like that, or a guy like Kamara that you can use in so many different ways offensively to play off of Zion, whether it's instead of Zion kind of being the focal point, you have Kamara running around multiple screens, doing different things, finding ways to get open. And then when you get him the ball in space, which is a big thing in the NBA too, I think that could work out really well. And you can see him kind of being that like off-ball cutter to, to a degree in the NBA. But I'm really curious to see who you've got for this,
1: well, well, I mean, I think uh, I'm glad that you brought up Marshawn Landmore because he was one of the the top ones on my list here in terms of uh, a guy that can go out there and be, you know, incredibly athletic, eh, bring in a ton of speed as well. And so keeping up with the fast pace of the offense that Alvin Gentry likes to inject into this team, Marshall Lattimore fits there as well, but also interesting to watch him potentially be a Patrick Beverly type. I'm going to annoy the living hell out of you type of defender. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Like That's how I see him a little bit in some of this stuff. Like you, you want that dude on your team every single time and you hate Absolutely despise when you play against that
1: guy. That's absolutely right. And I think AK could be that same thing for the Pelicans on the offensive side. Somebody that's just going to run around. I mean, you're going to send him on yeah. every every different sort of like off ball look that you can to just annoy these defenses and work his way open just simply by outlasting these guys.
0: That's kind of what they did with Ryan Anderson when he mm-hmm. was here in New Orleans. They had like 20 different ways to get him an open look for, for three that just involved running through different screens, multiple screens, just kind of curling around dudes. Camaro would be perfect at that sort of role, I think. So I can definitely see that being uh, in that same vein. You know, you have kind of those guys that are like lightning in a bottle in the NBA mm-hmm. that are just so fast, to get open because of that speed in their quick they're smart about how they use it and i think he fits in that role a little bit i guess you could also throw drew Brees in here just to kind of fill the lonzo ball lob role a little bit too i guess if we're being like really simplistic
1: with it. <laughs> yeah i mean you can't go without mentioning a key distributor right like obviously he's gonna yeah. be one of those guys <laughs> um you know a- another one that i feel like is obvious is that you know i haven't seen him play anywhere that he doesn't perform well at. So why not take Taysom Hill to Orlando as well? Kind of that same conversation we had about Lonzo Ball. Where does Taysom Hill fit in on a Pelicans team?
0: You know, that's one person I hadn't like thought about at all, but you're right. Like, that's a guy that just kind of, it's like your glue guy in a way on like Mm -hmm. a team of five on a, you know, or like your eighth man. That's kind of a, you know, not the star guy, but fills a very important role. He's like kind of each one more, you know, Mm each one more started at small forward out of position for a whole year. He plays three, four positions at times for new Orleans that's a useful guy to have, even if the like numbers don't show up and you're not like, oh, my God, he's hitting eight threes a game. He's not scoring 24 points per game, but he's doing a lot that helps your team win. And I think that's pretty similar to what Taysen Hill does a little bit mm-hmm. here in with the Saints that like he just fills a variety of different things that you need.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, once you said that he plays like four different positions.
0: It's like, okay, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's just immediately we got,
1: (laughs) the analogy is
0: perfect, I think, at that point for everything. I Uh, I guess the coaches would probably work well too. You know, Gentry's going to Orlando now, but I wonder if you could have had Sean Payton like learn basketball quickly, like give him two weeks, like what he'd be capable of doing. And you mentioned kind of the the culture here. It's two organizations sharing kind of one culture versus two separate ones. Mm -hmm. And look, Eric Spolstra with Miami spent time going to Oregon when they had Chip Kelly to learn the spread offense because he wanted to bring those concepts back to Miami with the, the Heat and LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. So I think there's some overlap partially there too that I think could work.
1: I think so. I mean, we've already seen. I mean, when when people were able to be in the same room as each other back in the day, uh, if anybody can remember <laughs> yeah, it, but, years you know, ago. <laughs> right? But we've certainly seen uh, you know times for Alvin Gentry, Zion, the rookies that were coming in from from the Pelicans. They you know were at Saints practice, checking them out during training camp. We've seen Saints players getting involved in Pelicans events as well and being present for that. So you have to wonder if there's any kind of trade secrets going on between Alvin Gentry and Sean Payton about just being innovative because both of them do carry that tag a bit and you know sean payton obviously one of the best innovators in the nfl hard to imagine that he couldn't come in and be a guy that would then be able to innovate himself to be a part of an nba uh, uh coaching staff and i think you would see the same thing from alvin gentry taking yeah. him over to new orleans the guy wants to play fast pace he wants to, and he absolutely has the roster to be able to do that he's looking for guys that can play kind of two-way that can do all of this and that could be multiple that's exactly what the saints have been trying to build themselves on since 2017.
0: Yeah, no, I think there's there's a lot of overlap. Look, I'm glad Gentry's going, but if he didn't, I'm sure we could have found ways to kind of make this work um, for everything. And I guess if we ever combine teams for some weird hybrid football basketball crossover sport, uh, that would air on like ESPN eight or something <laughs> like that. We probably have the best like the championship winning team
1: here in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't see any I don't see any other combo city. Uh, competing with what New Orleans would bring to the table here. No,
0: absolutely. So we're all star for championships. So we'll get it in whatever that whole <laughs> you know,
1: amalgamation
0: of, of a thing might be. But no, uh, this was fun. We've got to do things like this more often, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I, I, this was something that I, I told you uh, a while back. Like I, I was hoping to figure out some way that we were going to be able to do this. I think it was on both of our minds to be able to work out something like this uh, at some point. And now we just need to keep the tradition alive.
0: There we go. We've, we've started it. You know, everyone else on the network is going to follow it. And yeah, we've just got to keep it rolling. So this is fun. We'll have to do it again soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you very much for taking the time.
0: Yeah, no, thank you.
1: All right, family, that does it for another week here at Locked on Saints. A big thank you to Jake Madison. Make sure you throw him a follow over at Nola Jake on Twitter. And don't forget to listen daily to the Locked on Pelicans podcast as well as we get closer and closer to the NBA's reopening in the bubble in Orlando. And I think the Pelicans have a really good shot to get into that extra play after these first eight seed games. So go ahead and check them out again at Nola Jake on Twitter and the Locked on Pelicans podcast. Next week is going to be a week full of guests because we have our ultimate divisional crossover. Two segments going to be going toward talking about the Saints on Monday, and then we're going to roll through the rest of the division, go Falcons on Tuesday, Bucks on Wednesday, Panthers on Thursday, and then on Friday we'll talk about that finally we're ready (laughs) to talk a little bit about that all preseason all nfc south team as well but the first segment of every single show all throughout next week probably with the exception of friday is going to be news for you so you're going to want to listen every day get the up-to-date news and then also keep up to date with everything that's going on within the division from the division hosts and the experts on those other teams within the nfc south which is clearly still the saints division as well so Lots of exciting stuff coming up next week. And of course, I'll be live later on today on Friday at the Locked on Saints Facebook group to take your questions. So make sure you drop by to join that facebook.com slash groups slash locked on saints. All right, y'all, that's going to do it for today's episode. I thank you very much as always for coming through. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you mom and them tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe, drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints and trust to that nation. I'll at you.